Upfront and Personal Episode 3 Blockchain and Cryptocurrencies In the past few years we have been overwhelmed by an avalanche of information how blockchain was going to change the world and solve basically every problem. But the only thing that really made an impact are cryptocurrencies. So let's have a closer look at what that all means. Let's have a look at cybersecurity, geopolitics, economy and even sustainability. And as always, from an international perspective. Upfront and personal. There have been some other variations in the past, but blockchain really started to make waves with the introduction of Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. Bitcoin basically combines four elements. Encryption as part of all transactions and all data. A distributed ledger technology, which makes sure that all the active nodes on the network have the same set of information. A consensus protocol, which is basically a protection against hacking and a protection against invalid transactions, which is built to make sure that the entire network or at least more than half of that network agrees on the actual state of the transaction. And finally, decentralization, which basically means that no single instance has control over the network and no single instance has control over the transaction and no single instance could theoretically manipulate the value of Bitcoin. All this combined are typical characteristics for basically all the cryptocurrencies. We saw a long list of potential application of blockchain in the real world. From data storage, supply chains, it was basically going to solve every issue. And yes, there are some very serious and promising implementations. However, most of them are still limited to a very small scale. And there are a couple of reasons for that. One of the reasons for that is that blockchain by its definition needs a lot of resources. And blockchain also requires a lot of computational power due to the encryption, due to the distributed ledger, due to the consensus protocol and due to the decentralization. So all those very specific characteristics come with a pretty high price tag. Let's have a closer look at what that price tag is. When we just look at the most valued cryptocurrency at this moment, Bitcoin. The first thing that we notice, as long as we look beyond the wonderful headlines, is that Bitcoin at this moment already consumes more electricity than Belgium. Yes, that is a European country and the entire Bitcoin network consumes more electricity than Belgium. When we combine all crypto and blockchain platforms together, we come to the shocking conclusion that they consume more electricity than France and Germany combined. That electricity consumption is one of the consequences of having high class encryption embedded in every transaction, in every block of data, having an entirely distributed ledger which means that every active node on the network contains and maintains all data. The consensus protocol which basically means that all active nodes on the network also validate every transaction. 
And on top of that, the big hunger for mining new cones and new value, which again use a significant amount of computational power. To put this all in perspective, one single transaction of a Bitcoin consumes more electricity than an average United States household does in three to four months. That is a lot. The energy consumption of a platform like Bitcoin is so big that it consumes roughly 50% of the energy that we are consuming globally with all our data centers and clouds. Now, when we look at data centers and clouds, in the past five years, we have managed to almost double the capacity at a 30% energy increase, which means that we are working very hard behind the scenes to make our data centers significantly more efficient, that we are investing largely in reusable energy. With Bitcoin, as one example, the story is entirely different. Researchers found that only a little over 30% is renewable energy to power Bitcoin. And the remaining almost 70% is dirty electricity. Dirty electricity, which mainly comes from coal mines. And let's not forget, even Australia, a country which suffers under climate changes with wildfires, etc., has reopened coal-powered electricity plants to provide cheap Bitcoin mining electricity. That is one of the consequences of Bitcoin. And it's not just Bitcoin, it's also the other cryptocurrency platforms. And it also applies to a lot of the blockchain platforms. The main downside of blockchain and cryptocurrencies is its electricity consumption. Now, the experts and, and the advocates will argue that we can solve that by using renewable energy entirely for all those platforms. Now, even if we would do that, would that still not only be valid in case we have a surplus of renewable energy? We do not have a surplus of renewable energy. Around the world, we are at this moment generating around about 25% renewable energy and 75% comes from fossil energy generation. Even if we push blockchain platforms and cryptocurrency with 100% renewable energy, that means we take that renewable energy away from other sources, away from household, away from the industry. So only in case when we have a surplus of renewable energy and use that for cryptocurrency and platform, then the sustainability issue of these platform is solved. But it's not just electricity. The computing power required to power blockchain and cryptocurrencies require a lot of computers and specialized CPUs. And these devices consume rare metals. And these rare metals have to be mined. And that mining is still far from optimal. And in most cases, definitely not sustainable. When we add it all up together, we should come to the conclusion that blockchain and cryptocurrency in its current form are not sustainable. And we need to implement significant technical improvements before it will become sustainable. A key factor 
in blockchain and cryptocurrencies was the desire for decentralization. And decentralization would avoid that, for example, a government can influence the value of a currency, a fiat currency. Not only its own currency, but also foreign currencies. There's an interesting thing happening at the moment. Jack, the founder of Twitter, supported Bitcoin and suddenly the price of Bitcoin went up. Elon Musk, the man behind Tesla and SpaceX, embraced Bitcoin and boof, the Bitcoin price went up again. Tesla announced that it has bought roughly $1.5 billion in value in Bitcoin and the price went up again. Wasn't that the kind of influence that the decentralization was going to avoid? What if one of those celebrities goes in the other direction and decreases the value by statements and announcement? Another thing that we have to keep in mind when we look at cryptocurrencies and especially Bitcoin is that Bitcoin is the favorite currency at the moment for cyber criminals, for the black marketeers, because it's very difficult to trace. There's hardly any ransomware which is not linked to payment in Bitcoin. We need to think about that. Back in 2014, I made a very clear statement during a panel discussion about blockchain and cryptocurrency. And that statement is as follows. Cryptocurrency will be completely decentralized and will be largely accepted until governments find ways to control it. Find ways to control, for example, black markets and black payment. Find ways to control payments within criminal circuits. Find ways to control tax and wealth avoidance. Find ways to control the fact that at the moment a significant value in cryptocurrency is outside of their control. There is hardly a government which is pleased about that. So what do we see? We see already that several countries, including China, have introduced their own cryptocurrency. To have the benefit of cryptocurrencies, to offer the benefits of cryptocurrency to the population, to the economy, to companies, without losing control over that currency. Geopolitically, we also see other developments. Countries are putting special taxes on cryptocurrency. Countries are prohibiting exchanges in cryptocurrencies. Countries are implementing regulation for cryptocurrencies. And that is not just to control their own markets. That is also to make sure that foreign investments from uncontrolled sources cannot take a huge hike in the local economy and by doing so influence that. Now let's have a look at the positive sides of blockchain and maybe realistic scenarios for the future. One of the things I mentioned is blockchain offers encryption of data and transaction as part of that data and transaction. And that is a really strong point. Contrary to conventional technology, it is embedded and not an additional layer. Especially when we have multiple partners which use the same data, a blockchain platform by distributed ledger technology can make sure that all those partners have the same data without having to implement their own systems for that data. The risks of having unsynchronized information, the risk of having redundant information, the risk of having unsynchronized redundant information within their own ecosystem is mainly reduced to zero by blockchain. But that is only possible when we all decide on the same blockchain platform. What we already see is that a lot of enterprises are implementing their own internal 
distributed ledger and their own internal block blockchain platform. And that takes away a lot of the potential benefits. The different variations of the consensus protocol gives us good protective mechanisms against hostile takeovers of systems and hostile takeovers of information, but also only up until a certain limit. It isn't a perfect protection, but it makes it significantly more difficult. Decentralization can definitely be a good thing. It basically means that we are no longer depending on a single point of failure. But we also have to be aware that that consensus protocol with decentralization and uh, the distributed lecture makes sure that all of us will have to do the work for that. And that increases the price tag. So we have to make sure that we use it where it actually pays off and not just because we make a profit on the crypto coins. On the other hand, there are also limitations which are explicitly implemented through blockchain. The decentralization takes away that in case something went horribly wrong, there is no central institution which can make the correction. We see that, for example, with the many stolen coins from wallets and exchange accounts, where the only thing that can be done after the theft is make those coins invalid. They cannot be returned to the original owner. Another limitation, what most people seem to forget, blockchain is software. Cryptocurrency is software and software can have bugs. If you don't believe me, just have a look at all those software repositories around blockchain and look at the bug fixes. Software can also be manipulated. There have already been several cases in which hackers were able to insert malicious code and even malicious modules in the source of the blockchain and crypto platforms. So they were distributed as if they are the correct ones. Yes, indeed, a supply chain attack on blockchain and cryptocurrency platforms. Summing it all up, here is my personal view on blockchain and cryptocurrency. The energy consumption is not sustainable, especially in a world which is suffering under climate change for some extent due to our energy consumption. And so we need to significantly improve that level of energy and consumption. And we also need to significantly improve the way how we power and how we fulfill that energy consumption. Another impact is the enormous computing power required to maintain blockchain and cryptocurrency. And that in a world where one third of the world population does not have access to a computer for important things like education, we cannot and should not continue to increase the computing power for blockchain and especially for cryptocurrencies out of need for profit while we are still not able to provide one third of the world's population with connectivity, with the simplest means for education. And finally, we should learn a lesson from the hype around blockchain and all those unsubstantiated claims about what blockchain was going to solve and basically none of that came true. And a big part of that is caused by the fact that people were speaking, writing, posting about blockchain due to its popularity, not because they actually understood what blockchain is about and especially not because they understood the consequences of blockchain. I am personally utterly flabbergasted that a company like Tesla 
and a person like Elon Musk, who's preaching about the environment and about sustainability, is investing heavily for profit in a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, which is consuming more electricity than a European country, which is requiring at this moment already more computing power than the largest cloud provider. In its current form, Bitcoin is not sustainable, but for a couple of people, it is profitable. And I assume that that's the main reason why it will continue to grow. Let's fix it before we continue. This was upfront and personal. I'm looking forward to see you soon.